Using the authority Congress granted the Department of Education, we will forgive $10,000 in outstanding federal student loans. In addition, students who come from low-income families, which allowed them to qualify to receive a Pell Grant, will have their debt reduced $20,000. Both of these targeted actions are for families who need it the most. Working and middle-class people hit especially hard during the pandemic, making under $125,000 a year. All this means people can start, finally crawl out from under that mountain of debt to get on top of their rent and their utilities, to finally think about buying a home or starting a family or starting a business. And by the way, when this happens, the whole economy is better off. Now, I understand not, everyone th every, not everything I'm announcing today is going to make everybody happy. Something is too much. Something is too little. But I believe my plan is responsible and fair. It focuses the benefit on middle-class and working families. It helps both current and future borrowers, and it will fix a badly broken system. Good afternoon. This is your captain speaking with just a little flight information. We're flying at an altitude of 37,000 feet, and our airspeed is 400 miles an hour. A couple little facts here. I'm packing a Colt King Cobra. That's a 357 caliber firearm with a black rubber grip and a six-inch barrel, capable of piercing body armor at a distance of up to 27 feet. And I can put a hole in human bone and flesh the size of the Grand Canyon, which, by the way, is coming up on the left-hand side of the plane. No, not you, not you. Your organization's terrible. Should I tell you? Should I tell you? Oh, you Boy Scout, but you know life. You know life. You know I'm totally off script right now. Hello. This is News Dive. I am your host, Jane. And it is Thursday, August 25th at the time of recording. This week's news. <clears throat> On Friday, the, the Department of Defense told reporters that Joe Biden approved a new $775 million round of security assistance for Ukraine. A district judge rules. A district judge ruled on Thursday that Starbucks must reinstate seven union organizers that the company fired in Memphis, Tennessee, in February after the judge found reasonable cause and allegations from the NL, NLRB that the company had engaged in unlawful union busting. And under the Raider news story, one that was cautiously absent from the headlines in all major newspapers, uh, wrote one expert after the latest U.S. strike on Somalia that killed at least 20 people. The Cluster Munition Monitor 2022, released Thursday by the Cluster Munition Coalition, reveals that Ukraine is the only country where new cluster munitions attacks were reported in the first half of 2022, but Russia's use of the weapons has so far 
left an estimated 215 people dead and 474 injured. The report covers the use of cluster munitions during all of 2021 and through the first half of this year. In 2021, uh, children accounted for two-thirds of the cluster munitions casualties in which the age of the victim was recorded. After five years of study, a coalition of scientists from the Botanic Gardens Conserva Conservation International NatureServe, the U.S. Uh, Botanic Garden, and other groups revealed that as many as one in six U.S. tree species are in danger of becoming extinct due to lar uh, due to disease and invasive insects, both of which have been quite made more devastating to trees in recent years by the climate crisis. And a new study details the disastrous consequences that would result from marine life across the ocean if current levels of fossil fuels emissions are maintained with up to 90% of ocean species facing extinction. And now we move into our main story of the week, which is, as we played the clip in the beginning of the show, is Joe Biden announces that up to $20,000 of student loans will be canceled for people who make under $125,000 a year. Uh, everyone is everyone under that threshold is getting a flat $10,000 and everyone who have, has received a Pell Grant will be eligible for up to uh, $20,000. Uh, this uh, loan forgiveness is a is a good start, but more reform is needed to attack the cost bloat in American education. Uh, President Biden will announce uh, announce that he's going to cancel about the ten thousand dollars from the student loan balance owned by the federal government. Pell Grant recipients will be eligible for up to $20,000, as I just said. On balance, this is good news. Canceling $10,000 uh, zeroes out the balances of about 31% of all student loan borrowers, while cutting the balances of a further 21% by at least half. Add to the, uh, that the double relief of the Pell Grant recipients, and the White House estimates that 20 million out of the 43 million borrowers will have their full balance extinguished. Such borrowers, in turn, are more likely to have failed to graduate or have been ripped off uh, by a for-profit scam college, and thus needs the most help. A Penn Wharton analysis found that uh, with $10,000 in forgiveness and the income cap, about 58% of the benefit would accrue to people in the bottom 60% of incomes and another 28% in the fourth quarter quintile. It also found that income cap saves a piddling $15 billion. Uh, Matt Bruning points out that the warding model is based off a survey of consumer finances, which greatly understates the amount of student debt held by the poorest people. He estimates that the bottom quintile should receive about a 20% of the benefit, and the bottom three-fifths about 65%. 
the $20,000 for Pell Grant recipients, which wasn't reported until now and thus hasn't been analyzed, will make it even more progressive. Biden also announced new rules to punish institutions that load up uh, graduates with lots of debt. A new reporting mechanism steer uh, prospective students away from them. As welcome as the news is, it doesn't do enough to fix the broader system of higher education financing. Uh, much like the medical system, higher education is badly in need of price uh, regulation. For decades now, the government has been shoveling subsidies into colleges and universities with and with few exceptions, they have responded by jacking their prices to the roof. Biden himself can't, uh, can't do this, of course, but it long since it's been long since time for the government to start demanding better deal for itself and the American students. Uh, Kevin Carey recently wrote an excellent piece in Slate about uh, the strategies colleges and universities use to wring the maximum number of pennies out of students and their families. They do this with price discrimination, tailoring an individual's price for each person using demographic and surveillance data that matches what they are willing to pay as closely to po as possible. The eye-popping sticker price of $50,000 and up at, most, uh, up at most colleges today is fake. That's just a sales gimmick to trick people into thinking they're getting a great deal with an imaginary financial aid package. One unfortunate consequence is that the poor is that poorer families often end up paying more than richer ones. Parents of means who uh, who find themselves have finished uh, college are often more sophisticated consumers of higher education are and are able to drive a harder bargain. Whereas low income, less educated parents feel an enormous obligation to help their children move farther up the social economic ladder and blindly trust that colleges have their best financial in heart when they don't. One reason universities behave like this is neoliberal ideology, which saturated admissions departments and made them behave like businesses instead of schools. But another is federal subsidies of student loans. And as I have previously written, the theory behind this practice uh, was that graduates, graduates would make more money with their human capital, which they could use to pay off their student loans and make a tidy profit for the government in the process that could be put forwards towards the budget deficit. But this did not happen. Wages remained stagnant, but higher ed prices kept going up. This, this inflated a huge balloon of student debt and... Um, Millions ended up with preposterously large balances they could never possibly repay. This prompted Democrats to take several steps. First, they nationalized almost all student debt as part of the Affordable Care Act. Second, the Obama administration cracked down on for-profit colleges, which were the worst offenders in the space. Third, Obama set up an income-driven payment scheme in which borrowers would pay 10% of their income for a number of years and then have their loans forgiven. Uh, IDR, was uh, income dividend repayment, was a godsend for m many borrowers, which is about a third of them. But it meant that an increase in proportion of its enrollees are making 
no progress in paying down their debt balance. It also means that Biden's cancellation action will not affect people with the highest balances since the ten to $20,000 reduction will not reduce their payments below 10% uh, of their income. That said, Biden's proposal reform of IDR to make it more generous, especially for undergrads, would help. According to the White House fact sheet, the new version of IDR would ensure those enrolled would pay no more than 5% of their total income in monthly debt payments, half of the 10% of the, that the IDR enrollees currently pay. They also increased the amount of income exempt from that calculation. Nobody earning less than 225% of the federal poverty level would have to make a monthly payment at all. No interest would uh, capitalize under IDR as long as borrowers make their uh, required payment. Their, uh, as long as borrowers make their required payment, their loan balance will not grow, and balances under $12,000 will be forgiven after 10 years instead of 20 years. It's a pretty good deal, and the administration should work to get more borrow borrowers enrolled the new procedures to crack down on high super cost schools are also welcome, but the administration could do more. One option would to be attach, uh, would be attaching even more stiff regulations to, to federally subsidized student loans. Simply requiring institutions to cut down on fancy amenities, administrative bloat, and so forth. The administration has announced that Department of Education would hold accountable colleges that have contributed to the student debt crisis. But this consists of an annual watch list of college programs with high debt levels and strongly worded letters asking for institutional improvement plans. Obviously, this could be stronger. <clears throat> a better option would be to simply nationalize financing directly. It's a remarkable fact that the federal government already spends about 15% more on all its various indirect higher education subsidies than the sum of total of all tuition at public colleges and universities. The money is already there. So in other words, it would, it would, be, it would be cheaper for the government to just make public colleges free than to subsidize student loans for those students. If tuition, if tuition spending were directly on the budget instead of hidden in various loan subsidies and guarantees, it would amount to the total price controls for higher for public higher ed. Uncle Sam would not want to be paying for exercise palaces or other such nonsense. Lower income students would get a degree without laboring for a decade under a credit ruining debt burden and upper middle class graduates would feel no obligation to repay society for financing their education. What's not to like? Biden's student debt plan is also an important step towards narrowing the race, racial wealth divide. Black students have, have had to take out larger student loans and faced greater difficulty paying them back than other borrowers. On average, black students have to take out uh, larger loans to get through college than their white peers. A National Center for Education Statistics studies 
study reveals that black bachelor uh, degree graduates have 13% more student debt and black associates degree graduates have 26 more than white graduates with those degrees. Black women have the largest student debt burden of all. Those who received the bachelor's degrees in 2015-16 have an average student debt of $37,000 compared to $31,000 for white women. According to the 2020 analysis of the American Association University Women's Analysis of, the, of a 2017 U.S. Department of Education survey, black graduates also face greater challenges in paying off their student debt because of systemic racism in education, employment, housing, and other areas that create economic disadvantages. Black bachelor's degree and associate's degree holders earn 27% and 14% lower incomes, respectively, than whites with the same degrees. Institute for Policy Study analysis of the Federal Reserve data shows that while the racial wealth gap has improved slightly, an estimated 28% of black household and 26% of Latino households had zero or negative wealth in 2019, twice the level of whites. Families that have zero or negative wealth, meaning that the value of their debts exceed the value of their assets, live on the edge, just one minor economic setback away from crisis. As a result, uh, these economic disparities, uh, Brandidi's uh, university researchers have found dramatic racial differences in long-term debt burdens. Black and white students who enrolled in college in 1995 took out similar amounts of student loans, uh, 19000 for black people, uh, 16000 for white people. Uh, 20 years later, black graduates uh, had on average have only been pay able to pay down 5% of the total amount owned, while whites had been unable to pay off 94% of the amounts they owned. Debt cancellation will be a boost for not only borrowers, but the economy as a whole. Uh, research by the Federal Reserve and the Levy Economics Institute shows that once former debt holders are freed from these financial burdens, they will have more buying power to help spur economic recovery. Much more needs to be done to reduce the remaining debt burdens and prevent future students from accumulating new uh, unpayable debt loans. In a statement, the White House admitted as much, vowing to continue the work to lower tuition by increasing the size of Pell Grants and making community college free. But Biden's actions is, are Biden's action is a welcome step to helping millions of people meet their basic needs and build a, the generational wealth that has been elusive for so many families, particularly black families. <clears throat> so, but Biden is do, doing a wonderful thing here. I this is. This is going to help millions of people. And of course, corporate media is having a total meltdown over this. Just, it doesn't even matter. Like, you turn on Fox News, you turn on the, the, the so-called left-wing network, MSNBC, and they're just all just, uh, just, just trying to uh, shit-talking this policy left and right. It, 
if you have read uh, manu manufacturing consent, you like understand this phenomenon. But but basically, the ruling class and corporate media are really against uh, student loans being canceled. This is despite them not saying a single word about uh, the pay Paycheck Protection Programs being canceled. Uh, those loans were canceled. About 600, over $600 billion of the PPP program were, was forgiven. And corporate media barely mentioned it. But when Joe Biden comes out and cancels $10,000 of debt per student, they have a meltdown and lose their minds. And one, and one of these so-called experts that they keep that they keep going to is Jason Furman. Why do why do reporters covering rece recession, inflation, and interest rates keep treating Furman as a sage? You'd have to be asleep to notice that Furman, a protege of Robert Rubin and former chair of Obama's Council of Economic Advisors. Is the go-to expert. Uh, I've counted eight sto recent stories in the Times and the Post alone that rely on interviews with Furman, not just for quotes, but for their analysis. Ezra Klein did a whole podcast with Furman. Klein's tagline: "Jason Furman helps me understand why so many economists got the economy got this economy so wrong." It's taken for granted that Furman got it right. Herman is also is all over cable and op-ed pages as well, where editors treat him as an expert worth publishing. Herman at Harvard's Kennedy School with his friend Larry Summers is at the extreme end of the inflation hawk continu continuum. Even as price pressures have eased, Furman insists that the Fed should stay course and impose another three-quarter point rate hike in September. Unlike, unlike Summers, Furman doesn't have the personal baggage of history of, of self-promotion that makes some reporters wary. This makes Furman a role as a, a credible inflation hawk that, uh, that much more insidious. As a, a senior Democratic economist willing to criticize as, as well as praise Biden, Furman seems fair-minded, guided only by his research findings. But a closer look at his, uh, but a closer look at his technical economics makes clear that that Furman has failed to take even a cursory look at ha at what has actually occurred with supply bottlenecks. Consider this emblematic rookie error. Writing in the L.A. Times in April, Furman breezily contended that because indicators such as port volume and global semiconductor productions are up on average, our problem is not mainly reduced supply, but increased demand. But semiconductors are not interchangeable. Automakers were stymied when the uh, specialized chips they used were simply not available. Car production stalled. This bottleneck and, re and resulting scarce auto supply, not a sudden consumer hunger for new cars, produced steep price hikes, which in turn drove the general inflation rate. Since late model used cars 
are a close substitute for new ones, their prices soared as well. The true supply-demand story was all on the supply side. The auto semiconductor story was widely reported. Or, uh, was widely reported. How could Furman have missed it? Uh, study, studied in curiosity. Uh, didn't he take micro as well as macro? Uh, doesn't he have research assistance? As shortages, as shortages slowly subside, the only only one immediate policy variable remains interest rates Herman's prime audience is the fed i'm not a great fan of fed chair jay powell but powell does not want to be remembered for having created a needless recession powell and regional banks have large staffs of, of technically competent econ economists unlike Furman, they look at actual evidence let's hope jerome powell acts on it So so yeah so even on the so on the liberal side have been criticizing this using uh faulty economics lazy economics you could call it and of course you have the right wing making their usual dumb arguments against every single good idea that has ever been proposed so we'll start off with The so-called moderate of the GOP, Mitt Romney, who calls, uh, who says, despite polls calls for desperate measures, Dem consider forgiving trillions in student debt. Other bribe suggestions, forgive auto loans, forgive credit card debt, forgive mortgages, and put a wealth tax on the super rich to pay for it all. What could possibly go wrong? Unquote. And... In response, uh, Hassan Piker responded to that tweet by Mitt Romney and responded, a mask off moment from our elites as they show their disdain for the working class. Popular policies to win voters is not bribery. It's your job. You do it for big corporations and the wealthy every single day, but the moment it's for the working poor, they cannot comprehend it. Take a look at some other big brain takes going around. Here is, here is Marjorie Taylor Greene on Newsmax decrying student loans after she had a $183,000 PPP loan forgiven previously. Hey, refresh. Just to say, you know, okay, but for for our government just to say you know okay well your debt is completely forgiven obviously they have an agenda for that they need votes in november so the timing is a pure coincidence yeah i, I mean yeah she's right <laughs> you if you need votes you should do thing your voters like that just is obvious like like it's your job to represent <laughs> and like and like I just mentioned, and they, uh, they serve, they represent the rich every single day. But as soon as someone decides to represent the working class, they lose their minds. There as well, but it's completely unfair. And taxpayers all over the country, taxpayers that never took out a student loan, 
taxpayers that pay their bills and, 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 you know, maybe even never went to college or just hardworking people, they shouldn't have to pay off the great big student loan debt for, for some college student that piled up massive debt going to some Ivy League school. That's not fair. Uh, that's just what she's saying about how other people are going to be paying off your student loans. It's just false. Uh, uh, these student loans will, are not being paid for by the taxpayer, so that talking point is just false. Uh, which... That's not fair. He's wrong, but for... that's not the debt going to some Ivy League school. Oh yeah, and she's and of course they all they all like to mention the uh they they try to pretend like every person with college debt went to an Ivy League school, which is like not true. Oh, like <laughs> if you have student loans, you probably went to a more affordable school. Uh, a lot of, I mean, I'm not saying like that it doesn't happen, but in most cases, people who go to Ivy League schools are more wealthy and can are uh, can usually afford to go, and are less likely to need student loans in the first place. So we move on to the next one. Uh, Vern Buchan Vern Buchanan, who had. A $2.3 million PPP loan forgiven uh, is on, was on Fox Business, also uh, complaining about some college kids getting some relief. Felt like they did the right thing. A lot of families in our region, they've been talking about forgiveness of loans for the last four or five months, are very, very upset. Many of them work two jobs to be able to put their kids through college and then th to think that the, a lot of these loans are going to be forgiven. See, this is another, this is like another like dumb talking point because, uh, just because you suffered doesn't mean that other people should suffer as well. Like, should we, should we not cure cancer because people have died of cancer? Like when we, when we find, discover the cure for cancer, are we going to turn around? Well, that wouldn't really be fair to all the people who have already died of cancer if we just start curing cancer now. So... <laughs> ...is wrong, and they're very outraged about it. And they've... Because they, these folks paid up. They... They took care of their obligation. Yeah, they took care of their things. obligation with their children. They felt like they did the right thing. Many of them working an extra job to be able to do that. And now they just feel outraged about where this is going. And this is not something the last couple of weeks. This has been going on for the last year, six months. They've been talking about it. And I just knew when we got in the business, it would be a disaster. We should have no business. And I should also mention that uh, student debt cancellation is more popular among people who did not graduate college. It's higher than people who did graduate college. Just throwing that out there. In terms of the federal government being in the business of lending st uh, students, there's a lot of people out privately that would do that. Sure. I mean, it's very regressive. It's the non-rich, the middle-class people who are paying the freight uh, one way or another, including taxes. The, uh, this is another thing. Is like, the idea that we're uh, we're paying for rich people to go to the college, I mean, rich rich people don't necessarily need to take out student loans. They're rich, so 
for those upper crust people, you know, get graduate degree. Like <clears throat> my friends, my friends have student loans. I, I mean, and th they're not rich. I, I mean, th this, this cancellation is having a big impact on their lives. They're just to act like we're just giving a hand, we're giving a regressive handout to the to more wealthy Americans is not necessarily the case. And the the uh, the fact that Pell Grant recipients receive even more relief makes it m even more progressive than it would have been otherwise. Is in religion or poetry or stuff like there's that. There's a lot of kids that are working a job or two to try to pay it as they go. I know I was a blue collar kid, and I first of my family to go to college, and we, I, I worked two jobs. Yeah, I would like to to look up the, uh, how much college was when he went to college compared to what it is now. I'm sh I'm sure when he went to college, you could you could afford to go to college just working an extra job. You can't do that now. You can't pay, you, it's very difficult to pay for college as you go in the year 2022. Just out of touch. And then we keep going. Congress's Mark Wayne Mullen had a $1.4 million PPP loan forgiven. He says, we do not need farmers and ranchers small business owners and teachers in Oklahoma paying the debts of Ivy League lawyers and doctors across the U.S. Okay, for one, saying, saying farmers and ranchers, does this guy not know how much government assistance farmers get? Like, we would not have an adjective agriculture economy in this country without government subsidies during the Donald Trump basically socialized the agriculture industry when he was president <laughs> like Jesus conservatives are so stupid this places an undue burden on these already suffering due to the weight of Biden's failed economic policies. Uh, Congress, uh, Congressman Kevin Hearn says to cap to recap in the last two weeks, the party of the people has uh, supercharged the IRS to go after the working class. Uh, wrong. We went over this last week. They're not going after the working class. They're they're hiring uh, auditors auditors who can go after the uh, very wealthy uh, raised their taxes no they did not raise the taxes on, on the working class they raised taxes on the rich and forced them to pay for other people's college degrees again wrong uh, tax money is not being used to pay for the student debt Mark Kelly had almost a million dollar PPP EPP loan forgiven, saying asking, saying that it's unfair for uh, plumbers and carpenters to pay off the loans of Wall Street advisors, acting like ev not every acting like everyone who goes to college is a Wall Street advisor or a lawyer, or or go even further, uh, pretending that everyone who goes to college actually gets a degree because that's not always. I went to college and I didn't get a degree.
And then finally, Congress, Congressman Matt, Get, Matt Gates had $500,000 in PPP loan forgiveness. Uh, bunch of hypocrites. And that's another thing. Like, like all, the, all the corporate media, the, the Washington uh, Post, the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, all these, all these uh, corporate media outlets who are bringing people like Larry Summers and Jason Furman on to talk about how terrible of a policy that canceling student debt is, as not a single one of those networks brought any of these people on to talk about, uh, talk about how uh, P, uh, forgiving PPP loans is terrible, is just as bad because like. And, um, yeah, so basically a, that it's just like the fact that they can forgive business loans and the media says nothing about it. And then it just, the hip, the double standard is just insane. All right, we move on to the next story of. The most recent example of police brutality. As three, as three Arkansas cops have been suspended amid a probe of a brutal uh, beating caught on video. Uh, the uh, move comes amid outrage of a video showing the uh, three cops punching, slamming a pinned man's head into the pavement. Uh... KARK reports Arkansas State Police special agents are investigating two Crawford County Sheriff's deputies and a Mulberry Police Department officer who were recorded early Sunday kneeling and punching a 27-year-old Randall Worcester of Goose Creek, South Carolina, and slamming the man's head into the pavement while holding him down for a short distance from a convenience store in Mulberry. <clears throat> Employees at the store had called the police after Worcester, Worcester Sester, uh, allegedly spat and threatened them. In reference to the video circulating uh, social media involving two Crawford County deputies, we have requested that Arkansas State Police conduct the investigation and the deputies have been suspended pending the outcome of the investigation, Crawford County Sheriff James DeMonte said in a statement, I hold all my employees accountable for their actions and will take measures in this statement. Uh, we'll see if that actually happens. If you have not seen it, here is the, that video. Content warning. Just brutal stuff. He's already he's already on the ground. They have him on the ground. There's three cops sitting on top of him. He can't move. He can't go anywhere. And they're just beating the total living shit out of him. Local media report uh, the officers in the recording have been identified as Theo Riddle of MPD and Crawford County deputies Levi White and Zach King. Uh, uh, Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson, a Republican, tweeted Sunday that the local arrest incident in Crawford County will be investigated 
pursuant to the video evidence and the request of the prosecuting attorney. Worcester has been transported into uh, to an area hospital where he was treated before being released and taken into police custody. He faces charged charges for including battery assault and resisting arrest. And I also saw that they like slapped some sort of terrorism charge on him too. So not only did he get the sh shit beat out of him, the, the the police turned around and threw the book at him as well. And the last story I want to cover this week on this week's show is a uh, is a South Carolina lawmaker tearfully explains a, a team almost losing her uterus because of an abortion law he voted for. A South Carolina lawmaker on Tuesday had to fight back tears as he explained that an anti-abortion law he voted for led to a young woman nearly losing her uterus and even put her life at risk. Republican State, uh, state Republican Representative Neil Collins told his state's House Judiciary Committee that he lost sleep after learning about the case of a 19-year-old woman whose water broke after just 15 years of pregnancy. He said that because the fetus had a heartbeat, lawyers advised doctors that they could not remove the fetus despite that it being a recommended medical course to, of action. The young woman was discharged from the hospital. First, she's going to pass the fetus into the toilet, Collins said. She's going to have to deal with it on her own. He added that a doctor told him that there'll be a greater than 50% chance that she's going to lose her uterus and that there's a 10% chance that she will develop sepsis and herself die. That weighs on me, Collins added. I voted for the bill. These are affecting people. And here is him explaining in his own words. I'll move to my final comments then, Mr. Chairman. I voted for the pain-capable bill the fetal heartbeat bill and fetal heartbeat has been for six weeks now. The second week that this, that the fetal heartbeat bill became law, a doctor called me out of Anderson. I live in Easley. A 19 year old girl appeared at the ER. She was 15 weeks pregnant. Her water broke. And the, the fetus was unviable. The standard of care was to advise her uh, that they could extract or she could go home. The attorneys told the doctors that because of the fetal heartbeat bill, because that 15-week-old had a heartbeat, the doctors could not extract. So their only choices were to admit the 19-year-old until that fetal heartbeat stopped. I asked, how long does it? take to stop. She said seconds, minutes, hours, maybe days, or discharge. They discharged that 19-year-old. The doctor told me at that point there's a 50% chance, well first, she's going to pass this fetus in the toilet. She's going to have to deal with that on her own. There's a 50% chance, greater than 50% chance that she's going to lose her uterus. There's a 10% chance that she will develop sepsis and herself die. That weighs on me. I voted for that bill. These are affecting people. And we're having a meeting about this. 
it took that whole week I did not sleep I followed up with the doctor a week later she had heard nothing did not know about the 19 year old thank God I followed up two weeks later she did return to the ER they did extract the now non-beating fetus what we do matters Thank you, Representative Collins. Oh, one second, Mr. Chairman. I'm almost finished. Out of respect for the process, I'm not voting today. But I want it to be clear that myself and many others are not in a position to vote for this bill without significant changes to the bill. And... As Representative Newton said, if we pass this out as favorable, you'll have an opportunity on the House floor. Yeah, <clears throat> example of a rare example of, of, of a sitting Republican um, politician coming to his uh, senses and realizing that these abortion bans are affecting people in a very negative way. It's it's very satisfying to see. And with that, that brings us to the end of this week's show. This has been News Dive. I am your host, Shane. You can find me on Twitter at under at newsdive underscore Shane. You can find the show on Twitter at Newsdive Radio. You can also find it on Twitch, Newsdive Radio. Instagram, same thing. Uh, news dive on YouTube, TikTok, anywhere you find podcasts. Uh, subscribe, follow, whatever. Donate, support the show. Appreciate anything. <clears throat> and until next week, goodbye. And, and it is time I, for a president who understands Coldplay is the best band in the world. That's America. wrong. You got that wrong. No, look, I... I got hairy legs. I'm best equipped to beat Donald Trump. That's what your opponent said. Vice President Biden, why are you a better choice than your opponent? I got hairy legs. Hairy legs that turn blonde in the sun. In the sun. Come up my legs. From the morning until the day's done. So the day's done. We are at the end here. I got hairy legs. Yeah, that's right. You heard what I said. You heard what I said. I got hairy legs. Yeah, man. Watch the hair come back up again. I'm the guy with the best chance to win. That's only 60 seconds, not up yet. Corn Pop was a bad dude. And he ran a bunch of bad boys, a bad crew. Yes, sir. Okay. I really was the only white guy they really knew. He said, I'll meet you outside. And I said, what am I going to do? Corn Bobby can't stop. Corn Bobby won't stop. Jim, will That's fine, thank you. So I, I like to talk about who we're running against. A billionaire who calls women whores, gays, lesbians. You can release women from those agreements immediately. Uh, maybe they didn't like
like a joke I told. Are you willing to release them? Release them. These agreements were made um, consensually. Yeah. I'm the only person on this stage that's got hairy legs. Seriously. Hairy legs that turn blonde in the sun. We got other issues we're trying to get Here's to. Here's the last point I want. My time's going to run out. Here's the last point I want to make to you. I got hairy legs. We, we are a country where there are too many people that are obese. I am scared. Vice President Biden, I want to start with you. Why should anyone have faith that you're the one who can get this done now? Because I'm the only one that... No, 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 stop. No, you let's what talk about we math. Don't. Let's talk about let's math talk indeed. About okay, math. so here's the math. The cold plate is the best way. Can I respond to the... Why am I stopping? You, no one else stops. Okay. Joe said it right. Here's the deal. Here's the look. I think it's important that on day one, day one, I have more hair than anyone else. I got hairy legs. I don't care. Yeah. That's right. You heard what I said. You heard what I said. I was a pretty darn good lifeguard. I learned a lot. We let this get out of control. Been down in Mayfield with my grandpa. We used to play basketball with a corn pop. And he sank every single shot. Corn Poppy can't stop. Corn Poppy won't stop. Yeah. Corn Poppy sank every shot. Time is a thank you. I'm not out of time. You spoke over time, and I'm going to talk. Here's the deal. I got hairy legs. On the fire 2020. Everybody vote if you can. For your favorite woman or man. You can stream this track from Japan to Finland. Get the song here. Have a great day and a great life. And don't forget to wear a life jacket and play zone defense against Corn Pop. I got hairy legs. The young turds, they are a joke. And, I, and, and look, I'm sad that the young turds turned into that. He says, if Joe Rogan tries to assault me, whatever, that's incredibly dumb. When you're a 